Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Today, our topic is Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> not that Wednesday. No, not that Wednesday. Uh, the Netflix series Wednesday, based on the Adams Family uh, series. Um, so just to start off, what'd you guys think? I was thoroughly impressed. Yeah. Was, I, did you get all the way? I, I did. There there were a few things where I'm like, yeah, okay. But by and large, story, plot, uh, uh, casting, fantastic job. Yeah, I agree. I, I went in with pretty low expectations to begin with, but really the only expectations I had was that Jenna Ortega was doing a good job with the character because I'd already seen some clips on youtube and whatnot so i already had an idea of like how well she was playing the character i didn't expect the story to be as enjoyable as it was mm. i agree yeah. yeah i mean as, as someone who uh didn't really particularly enjoy the original series and movies and stuff um and definitely not the newer like animated ones i was thoroughly impressed by this one because I was like, wow, the story's really good. The acting is really good. And like the yeah, I mean, that was really cool. I, I loved yeah. the everything about it pretty much. It just speaks volumes to the quality of a show and a story when you have someone that respects the source material that's making yeah. it and directing it. And Tim Burton clearly had a respect. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Burton also did the original movies back from the nineties. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is kind of a, a dream come true for him to return to that that storyline and these characters in particular. Yeah. I know that um, I've got the IMDb up here, and it shows Tim Burton did four of the episodes, and then there's other people that did two episodes each. So Tim Burton did the four, James Marshall did two episodes, and then Gaja Montero, uh, Montero oh. did uh, two episodes. Okay, ah. cool. Nice. Yeah. I will also point out that the, uh, the casting I thought was uh, pretty, pretty humorous. And I'm going to try to talk about this without any spoilers. Um, but the fact that they brought in uh, Christina Ricci to play, to play a role in this was a little on the nose. <laughs> um, so if you haven't seen the original films, uh, Christina, uh, Christina Ricci was the original actress to portray Wednesday in um, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Family Reunion. Yep. You know, Family Reunion and Family Values. Sorry, got them backwards. That's, yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I fully enjoyed that as well because I, I thought that she, I think she was one of the better parts of those movies. And then to bring her back was like, oh, okay, that's a nice nod to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Another, then the role that she played was like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, especially with some of her offhand comments later on in the series where it's like, okay, basically having fun with the fact that she played the, the character before. Right. Um, yeah. uh, there, w- there was a little bit of parallelism in, uh, in some of the dialogue between the two characters as well, um, which I thought was another humorous nod. Um, beyond that, there was another nod that uh, they made in the cast 
but I really appreciated. Um, and the casting of Gomez. Because mm. um, in, in the 90s movies and in most adaptations uh, outside of the recent animated adaptations, which, oof, not a fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the portrayal of Gomez been this very suave debonair um thin gentleman yeah whereas if you go back to the comics yeah if you go back to the comics um he wasn't thin no not at all and in fact he kind of bordered on a little bit creepy not not in a jovial sense like okay that's a really weird thing to say but more in a i'm not sure if i want to be around you (laughs) type of creepy yeah (laughs) Um, I mean that that nods to like the the Adams family uh theme song and everything like just oh, yeah. they're creepy and they're kooky. I mean that's that's <laughs> their whole thing so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will also point out I was pleased that they actually do throw in a particular family member despite his con- uh backstory and uh Especially in today's climate for a right certain attitudes. Um, <laughs> uh, so a, a certain bald gentleman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or not gentleman at all. But anyway. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought the way that his character was portrayed was pretty fun and like I liked that the dynamic between him and Wednesday. Um just throughout the whole few episodes that he was present for and just their back and forth and the fact that they're like similar, but very different. And just yeah. that relationship and respect that they clearly had for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also the fact that they, it seems like they are trying to reinvent his character a little bit, which again, fitting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're trying to, that actually works with the story works mm-hmm. with the lore. Uh, that already exists for the series. But uh, they're emphasizing, and the way they're reinventing him is more emphasizing different points of his character. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the, the nod of the, one of the last times we see him uh, is kind of the nod, or rather one of the last times we don't see him is uh, <laughs> at at the coffee shop, uh, the sheriff walks in and suddenly he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and he just shows off that, oh, hey, you're uh, uh we're looking for this guy he's wanted for uh for armed robbery or whatever it's like okay yeah that, that kind of fits that tracks <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh going back a little bit to the the parents uh, side of things where like you like you said like you liked gomez uh, gomez as um the actor that plays him and everything it took me a little bit to get used to that because like for both of the parents, like Catherine Zeta Jones, I thought like looked the part, but for some reason just didn't, didn't feel right to me. Um, For some strange reason, it just didn't, didn't mesh well. But then as I kept watching it kind of, it kind of grew on me a little bit and I was a little less, uh, iffy about it i guess mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah i don't know 
<laughs> yeah, Luis Guzman did a fantastic job in this portrayal. Um, now, scripting, it kind of went into that uh, noble fool trope with him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is one area where I wish they didn't make that change. Keep him noble, absolutely. If you want to talk about this being more about the dynamic between Wednesday and Morticia, I kind of get de-emphasizing him, making kind of a bit more hapless, I guess. That still doesn't seem quite fitting, but um, but to kind of make him a bit slightly more dopey seems a little off. Um, now, where I will respect what they did in the background of it for the, all the background parts of the storyline, they do emphasize, like, no, he, he was a sharp kid. Um, yeah. So, and well, I guess, nah, never mind. Um, was going to say pun intended, but there'd be spoilers. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, we're not going to like break any ground by revealing like some stuff. So yeah. I'm not too worried about it, but okay. And I feel like anyone that's listening to this either has already seen it or, or, or doesn't really care and is just listening to what we have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so spoiler Fair. alert for whoever hasn't seen it and cares. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you. Uh, <laughs> hey, we had like 30 something listens today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So where were we? <laughs> right. So, uh, oh, yeah. I appreciate how in the flashbacks they made, uh, they made a point to show off that no, he really was smart and really was capable. Um, but he also had a deep, sense of honor and chivalry that he was trying to respect. Mm-hmm. Um, another point to that, they showed that the chivalry was respected. Mm, yeah. Um, and like, even on her side of like, she, like she was very appreciative of that and, and showed it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, for, for what, what area, at the the dynamic of the Adams family will mock. I think they've hit on the high notes that almost everyone can agree on. Mm. Far as, no, you you show care, you show respect, and you mm. appreciate people despite the ways that they're weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. For in some cases, you respect them all the more for the ways that they are weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's our friendship. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, uh, I will throw out another uh, another shout out to the the show that um, I really liked was the fact that they put in um, uh, thing and mm. like kept him in there. I, I really liked how they brought brought him in, and and even the CGI was really good on it to. Um, or not CGI, but the whatever green screen or whatever they used was <laughs> they did a really good job with it. They yeah. really did. Um, that was honestly probably one of my favorite parts of the whole show. Yeah. Like the way he like, like was signing in his own version of signing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I, I will say like right before we started recording, uh, I looked up some of the old uh, videos of the original thing um like from the old old series and i was like wow they've come really far <laughs> oh, yeah. it was literally just like a hand puppet like coming out of a box 
and like like it wasn't just cut off at the at the wrist or whatever it like he kept bringing his arm up to see more of his arm and i was like that really ruins the illusion of it yeah <laughs> but yeah. then just to get to this where they showed the stitching and the um like the the nub of his arm that like you could see it and it was, i i just thought that was really cool and yeah. the dynamic between that or him and wednesday and the like the love that was there it wasn't even just him and wednesday it was him and really all of the characters that he interacted with on a regular basis like Enid, Brian, yeah 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 yep. him and enid were hilarious together yeah <laughs> <laughs> um there was one point in the scripting where I don't know if they meant it this way or not, considering it's Tim Burton and he, he likes the whimsical. I'm guessing it was. Um, but the uh, the line that Wednesday throws out of, oh, yeah, I guess you couldn't see him because he was behind you. Got it. It's like, he doesn't have eyes. He can't, period. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the fact that she's asking for an eyewitness account from Thing, I think was hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it just kind of plays into the absurdity of that family and of just the character as well. Yeah. Um, and the show. <laughs> true. Very true. But again, to the character design, um, the, uh, the hide, the character design for the hide mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. goes back to the original pointedly comically absurd designs mm -hmm. from uh, the original show, uh, the nineties movies, yeah, um, I I will say I honestly did not like the the creature design. Um, like I understand like where you're coming from, and I I can respect that. Um, re and respect the design that they did. Yeah, because of that reasoning. But personally, I just I didn't like the design of it at all it was it was a very <laughs> different design like it, it was like i the first couple of times we saw it throughout the show i had no idea what it was and when they yeah. finally like said what it was in the end i was like oh that's what that is okay i wouldn't have guessed that based on what i saw yeah, so yeah. Like, i it definitely took a little bit of like a getting used to um but by so the end it, of it i did enjoy the design and the way that they used it yeah in the is end it, i appreciated is, it but it was it did certainly seem out of place mm -hmm. yeah is it literally just the the Jekyll or the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde type thing, or is it like, is that just ca literally called a hide because of? So I think they're adding their own lore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's their own their own rendition of that creature, so it's okay. not like a direct comparison or direct call out to the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde thing. But right. There is that. Um, it's the connotation of like yeah. there's the good side and the bad side right. and like the bad side's really bad. <laughs> yeah. And I did like okay. the way that they like worked with the hide where it's like the person that brings it out has the hides loyalty. And so it's yeah. not something that yep. can just be necessarily summoned by that one or person controlled, really. or controlled. Yeah. It's more so like there, it has to be like an outside source that kind of brings that out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, that does kind of raise a few questions for his backstory, but that can probably be expounded, in which we're all but confirmed we're getting. 
Actually, I think oh, yeah. it, actually I think it was announced a couple of weeks ago that we there will be a season two. Yeah, there's some back and forth on what platform season two is going to be on, but I mean they've all but confirmed season two is happening. It was far too popular and did far too well for right. them yeah. to just not do anything else. And for <laughs> for the crew's sake, I hope it's season two on another platform because Netflix has a tendency to kill things off after two seasons. <laughs> yeah, and now. Two of us will be without a no, the that one platform account. So, <laughs> mm. essentially, yeah. yeah. So, so would you say that, um, like maybe HBO Max might pick it up or something? Like, I, I, was, I feel like uh, it was, uh, rumor has it for Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, because I Amazon? think they okay. own the rights to that universe or whatever. So, I think it's going to be Amazon that ends up getting it in the end. But okay, yeah. I think it could do well on either one of those. I feel like HBO Max would have had a, a better take on it, though, in some ways. Mm, could have. It just depends on on who helms it, I guess. But yeah, yeah, um, it's an MGM. Uh, the so the production company over the, over the Adams Family brand and label is I want to say MGM. So whoever has Stargate, they're going to be, um, they're likely going to be the platform hosting it going forward. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, they definitely set it up pretty well for there to be a follow up, like just the way that the whole season ended. Which I won't go into the ending of the season, but um, just the way that it was set up with that finale, and again the popularity and just how well received everything was like yeah it's all but it's all but certain that it's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) i would be down for it i i definitely enjoyed the the series there's Um, not many tv shows that i've sat down and binged seven of eight episodes in one sitting so (laughs) especially when said episodes are 45 minutes to an hour long (laughs) yeah right yeah that's a that's a commitment right there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i i wanted to throw a couple of things out there um just just for a little bit of discussion on on the show um because one of the things that kind of irked me a little bit about the show was that um the the monsters themselves I, okay sorry let me preface this because uh <laughs> One of the things was the idea that, um, that like the world and the town did they or did they not know that they were monsters? So, that, like, that the first question there, uh, if you guys don't mind answering that, if you know, based on <laughs> what I saw, I'm pretty sure that they knew it was okay. like a place, it, the Nevermore was like a school specifically for. Monsters, outcasts, and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, and they even commented on like the werewolves in the first episode, and or like when that when the uh, when the cops found the one body uh, at the beginning of the first episode, they're like, "Was this a werewolf? He was one of the Nevermore kids. Like, what happened?" And so, right, like, right. I think it was known that they were there. I don't think that the outcast for. We'll go with outcasts because that's what they called them at Nevermore. Um, I don't know that the outcasts were 
the majority of the population. They definitely seem like they're very much in the minority of it. But right. I yeah. do think it was known that they were there. Yeah. Okay. It, it, they're known that they were there, but they're not quite of a quite at a kind of an X Men dynamic where it's like, oh no, you're one of them. Yeah. You're, right. You're, yeah, you're probably yeah. going to have that reaction um, if they expand beyond the um, uh, the Jericho and Nevermore Academy setting. Mm-hmm. There's going to there's probably going to be some of that reaction going forward. Again, speculation. Yeah. But okay. um, yeah, it, it seems like they were very much known. As okay, yeah, this is they're there, they might be rare, but they're there, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. So, uh, another question I have is Do you guys think that, uh, oh, they dig in with like because I was watching it and I'm like, okay, so there's werewolves, sirens, and vampires, like. Some of the sirens were very visible and were like, okay, we know that they're sirens. But then, like, it was very hard to, to figure out what the other monsters in the place were. Mm. Mm, I For think, me. So I think uh, most, of the vamp, uh, most of the vamps had sunglasses or some form of shade with them. So okay. uh, the character that they allude to frequently, Yoko... Uh, yeah. Whenever you see her in the background, she's always wearing sunglasses. Right. And she's yeah. wearing humorously like John Lennon style sunglasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I think the other one that the one that took me a while to get, uh, they mentioned stoners. It took me forever to realize, hang on, she's not talking about kids who enjoy getting high. She's talking about Gorgons. <laughs> OK, that yeah. one took me forever to get. Yeah, well, and they also, like, it took them a few episodes before we actually saw anything with one of the Gorgons. True. And so, like, when she just casually says stoners, like, I, did, it, I didn't really, like, register it at first either. It was just like, well, that's a weird name to give them. Okay. And then <laughs> when <clears throat> later on with what happened with him in the bathroom in the mirror, I was just like, uh, okay, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. That was that was actually another uh, a point of confusion there, because when he got turned into stone, the next episode he was there again. Yeah, and it so was like okay, they even but only last on. They, they had commented on it with Enid uh, earlier in that episode when she had commented on how she wasn't afraid of being stoned because it would only be a short term thing. Okay. And so they did kind of like set that um kind of set that standard beforehand. But gotcha. yeah, like it I I had never seen a version of the Gorgon where they get turned to stone temporarily. That wasn't yeah, for me, me neither. Right. So again, okay. so, it's it's them okay. kind of re- putting a spin on that that trait. Um and they're they're making it their own, yeah. which I can yeah. appreciate. Slightly less making it their own in a yeah. Well, they're making it their own in an entertaining way as well. It's not like they're just making changes for the sake of change. Like the yeah. changes were done as part of the story and they were entertaining parts of the story. So like, I, I think that a lot of the changes and the stuff that they did worked really well. Yeah. yeah. And I also agree. that the showrunners knew that they knew they were doing that with the show and also use that opportunity to make commentary on current and other cultural things going on right now mm-hmm. um 
uh, one one in particular, a certain aside comment that uh, the sheriff makes towards Wednesday um, was like, I heard that I'm like, oh no, he did not just say that. Find it like, holy, oh yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, they're they're calling calling other other media out, mm-hmm. um, and it I just thought it was funny. It's the fact that they're they're very self aware, and frankly, I mean, even even the original show was fairly self aware. Yeah. yeah. Well, it like, kind of leans into that idea that's like Tim Burton and the other directors and whatnot aren't just sitting there, like, kind of assuming stupidity on the audience's part. They're like, no, you're smart enough to pick up on these things. You may not pick up on all of them, but we think that you're going to pick up on the little back end stuff that we're making comments and jokes about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We've got to talk about the. Um, that famous uh, school dance scene because that oh, yes. yeah. kind of took <laughs> off in infamy with uh, on the internet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a, a very iconic scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's one and, of those. It's funny because it's like I, I was watching an interview with um, Jenna Ortega where she was commenting on how she thinks about that scene regularly and she's annoyed with herself. She's like, I feel like I could have done more. I could have done this. I could have done this. And it's like, it took off and became a trend on the internet for an extended mm-hmm. period of time. Like, I don't know what else you could have done that would have changed it. Like, cause everyone really loved the way that you did that scene. So like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what else you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, is like, I'm, I'll start scrolling through Instagram or whatever. And the, the, um instagram reels and stuff will come up and there'll be like 20 videos of people recreating the scene and it's just like that's so cool i love those (laughs) i love it when people do stuff like that where it's it's good clean fun and just like copying something that was very well done oh yeah (laughs) well it's like it's just like the i guess the randomness of it because no one really knew what to expect in that. It's like knowing Wednesday's personality, they're like, is she even going to want to dance? Let alone right. like, do anything that doesn't look like she's just a wooden plank out there, not really wanting to move. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and when she like just kind of pops off and does something entirely different, it's like, Oh, I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all that with a straight, like <laughs> face of just mm-hmm. <laughs> pure evil. <laughs> and anytime the camera was on her face, she did not blink. And that was that's another thing I want to blink bring up in more detail later. But like she didn't blink. She was completely straight face and just doing these wacky dance moves. And it's just like mm-hmm. the genuine <laughs> surprise on the cast members' faces. Like it's probably what like genuine surprise. And they're just like, no, that's good. Go with it. Let's, let's use that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it one, it was just the dance was very fitting to the character's style where it, it is rigid, but there's still this whimsy. Yeah. Um, but again, a lot of the, a lot of the poses she would strike during the dance were more of, um, so uh, we saw her kind of do the, the back bend. Like she was in one of her visions. If uh, another scene where it was, uh, she was kind of, um, almost pantomiming being in the guillotine, uh, another, uh, where she's in the chair, whatever. It's very fitting for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But an, and another it, particular move that she went 
she briefly mimicked the uh, the scene of Wednesday dancing in the original show. Yeah, very briefly. Like it wasn't. <laughs> it was barely there. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that it was there at all shows. Okay, she did her research on the character. This wasn't just a hey, here's a script, run with it. It was right, a yeah. no. This is an established character that's been passed down. It was the fourth person, fifth, fourth person. No, fifth, including the original animated series um, mm-hmm. to portray the character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's uh, she did her homework on this. It yeah. was great. I remember her mentioning in an interview that she had done a lot of research and was like really excited about the character. And she was like really wanting this part. And this was one of the parts she was the most excited for. Apparently she was like on set filming something else when she had a phone call and kind of did her like semi audition slash interview with Tim Burton over video call. And she was like, had the like fake blood and everything from the character she was playing for that. And so she's like <laughs> still in costume for that other thing, talking to Tim Burton about this one. She's sitting there was like, man, it probably didn't go well. I was in a costume for something else. And then like ended up getting the part. She was like, Oh, neat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nice. I think that's uh, a cool thing too. Like what you mentioned about like her doing the research and everything. Uh, I've been watching this other uh, podcast. Um, I hear voices by uh, with Will Friedle and uh, Christy Carlson Romano, and they're talking to all these voice actors and stuff like that. But every everything that they've said, like they keep saying, is that like you don't want to. Uh, like when you're an actor, you don't want to um, do the person acting as the character. You want to like make like you want to be playing the character. And I'm I sorry, feel like you say that, and all I can think of is Tropic Thunder. I'm the dude playing a dude playing another right. dude. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You don't want to be doing that. You want to play the character that you've been given, but you also want to respect the source material. And know that there's that character trait that that person specifically put in there because that's what they saw in it, you know? Right. And that that's a perfect example, I feel like, is that she did her homework to what the original actresses put in there and then she made it her own. Right. So I I've thought that was really cool. I love that. <laughs> Which kind of goes back to the the casting choices as well. By having uh, Miss Ricci on set in in another role, that's, oh yeah, that allows for the opportunity to just tap in. Like, okay, I'm stumped. If it were you still portraying the character, what would you have done? Yeah, yep. And I, and I can only imagine those conversations happened behind the scenes. I'm sure. Uh, I've. Would not be surprised. Considering the respect for the source material that everyone showed, I would be pretty surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I'll I'll point out, though, is, and again, sorry to harp on the casting, but it was just, they did an absolutely exquisite job with the casting. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, yes, some of it took some getting used to, but at the same time, very well done to the point where on the other in the, uh, the series, you kind of look back like, Holy crap, they really were that character. Mm. Um, after um, Adam's Family Values and Family, 
everyone just kind of pictured um, Angelica Houston as Morticia Adams. There mm-hmm. couldn't have been another one. Yeah. Now, moving forward, it's like, holy crap, we found another one who is a dead ringer for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, same there. Um, uh, some of the lesser characters uh, in the series, so like Pugsley, honestly, he kind of fit the role. Small yeah. par- small part in the, in the series, but he fit the role and he did did a good job. Um, my only hang up was Uncle Fester. I will always see Doctor Emmett Brown, um, Christopher Lloyd. Sorry, <laughs> uh, playing <laughs> Uncle Fester. Uh, just yeah, the idea of him standing on top of one of the grotesques at the mansion, howling at the moon, it will <laughs> always stick with me. As no, no, no. That's Uncle Fester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be that one that really stands out as like, no, this is, there will never be another person that plays that character that right. does it that well. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so another scene that we absolutely have to talk about uh, is the cello scene. Which one? Oh man, that was the cello scene from the first the episode. Cello the cello scene. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was. Oh, that is arguably my favorite scene in the whole. Season. Yeah. Like I legitimately watched that scene like six times back to back when it first happened, <laughs> and like I just couldn't get enough of it. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it as well. It was. It's one of those for me being a, a musician. It's one of those like dream moments of mm. like I wish I could be standing there doing that, yeah. or or <laughs> it's, it's, playing my it, own instrument doing that. You know, it's, it's yeah. one of those things. It wasn't just the music; it was the music with the way that the camera was moving throughout this. Right. Scene. Oh, so yeah, it was absolutely. the combination of the way the scene was shot, the music that was placed in there, like. It just all worked so well. But again, just going mm-hmm. back to Jenna Ortega keeping that straight face and not blinking the entire time and just that that seriousness as she's going through the music and just watching everyone's different reaction, like, oh, that's that's coming from her. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean I the other thing so about beautiful, that, yeah. Yeah. The other thing about that is notice the song that she was playing. It's Rolling Stones paint it black. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so she's playing paint it black, which is kind of her attitude towards everything when she gets there is, okay, yeah. well, it's not my color scheme. So hang on, I'll be back in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but then what we're seeing beyond, uh, whenever the, the, whenever the camera is off of her during that scene, it's all other people reacting to her now fitting in or trying to make nevermore her home. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. reactions of what do I do with this person? attitudes yeah. of hang on i've seen her before all, all these ideas where it's it's kind of like her going there was intended but at the same time no one saw it coming and so now it's everyone else reacting to her what is a, a basically an homage to her attitude of being there at all mm-hmm. um so yeah. it's very much this tinderbox moment and um yeah the the filmography the score fantastic job 
man I, that i love that scene like, i made david sit down and watch that scene before he even watched the show i was <laughs> like no you have to watch this scene and, and like, you're right <laughs> i just like, was, dan was like no don't spoil it for him i was like no he's watching this scene now. <laughs> <laughs> i say that was right after our last uh recording session too yeah. i was like nope, yeah. you gotta watch it <laughs> <laughs> yep um and actually it was funny um because whenever y'all were talking about that scene, I asked if it was a particular cover um, and then found out that the other cover I was talking about is used later on in the series. So the cello music was done by this other band that uh, I was initially thinking like, oh, yeah, that song would be perfect for this series when y'all started talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and credit where it's due, uh, the band was Apocalyptica. Okay. Um, and they made themselves they made themselves known initially because it was uh on their first album with uh what was it Metallica on four cellos mm. okay and they uh one of the song, one of their standout covers of Metallica is um nothing else matters mm. which they end up playing later on in the series as backing as a backing track that's why you uh you texted us later on and you were like they're playing that song <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh yeah exactly <laughs> that's awesome i think what one of the cool things too that they did with this one was some of the other characters that had different powers or abilities that i hadn't really seen personally in other source material um so for example with thorpe and his ability to uh, make drawings kind of come to life, how even whether it be like briefly or whatever, but his mm-hmm. ability to do that with his drawing, like that was something that was really unique. And I personally hadn't seen that in anything else before. So yeah, like when he started kind of showing off those powers, it's like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. That's really different. Like I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really hope that they expand on that later. Um, yeah. Cause I never really explained it he just demonstrated what he could do and then that was kind of the extent of it right it it kind of reminds me of the the show uh heroes um where like the they had the guy that could paint the future um Mm -hmm. which was a, a different kind of way of showing uh you know like the the prophetic powers and stuff like that of like oh i'm i'm seeing this and now i'm painting it whereas this guy is like i'm painting it now you see it yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) so it's just that different way of going about different things it's it's, i i agree i like i like that a lot and the fact that they use that to kind of set up some of the later plot points afterwards it it kind of explains why wednesday believes what she does coming into the last episode Mm, yeah. yeah It was interesting, too, because it's like they demonstrated how smart she is, but they also demonstrated how stubborn she is because she just wouldn't really waver once she got something in her mind. And so it it took being proven wrong in a very, like, spectacular way, spectacular (laughs) way before she was like, oh, you know what? I was wrong. It was just like. And like she was absolutely smart and she was piecing things together that other people weren't and they were completely missing it. But Mm -hmm. it was definitely also that like youthful naivety would just kind of like diving into it and be like, no, this is it. I'm right. It's like, yeah. Yep. 
you've got a piece of the puzzle, but there's still a lot you're missing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of another thing too, about, about the show was like seeing her, um, development in, in the show of like being very shut off and very, very much Wednesday Adams and like <laughs> just kind of bringing that, like that growth of, I can be wrong. I, I, I should have another perspective. I should, you know, care about other people and, and stuff like that, where like, as far as I've ever seen, I, I don't remember the movies that well, but like there was really never that, growth in the character from what I ever saw. So it was like to see that and see uh, a character with such a strong personality like that to what she was at the end where it was just like, Oh wow. That's a like, it, like she's still her, but you can see the change in, in her perspective. And it, yeah. I just like that a lot. Changing yeah. her perspective and just like, getting to the point where she was more willing to learn and listen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then a genuine way, not in a, not in a way to kind of just placate somebody else. Right. right. I will listen so that you will shut up. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. And, it, and for whatever reason, I'm just thinking back to a, a particular scene in family values where, uh, she, uh, they're at the summer camp and one of the camp counselors says, Oh, why don't you just go ahead and give us a smile? She starts to give this smile and all the kids start crying. And one kid starts yelling, make her stop, make her stop. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> all right. So, uh, one quick question, uh, before we, before we end, cause we're, we're coming up on our, uh, our time here, but, um, uh, I just wanted to quickly figure something out with you guys. Um, so they have all these different monsters, um, you know, vampires, werewolves, hides, you know, all these other different things. But what are the Adams family? Are they a collection of different things or are they all a particular type of monster or are they just human? So Morticia is a witch. Gomez, okay. I think is I think Gomez is just weird. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember if there was any anything particular about him, but I mean they I mean the whole family is just kind of a hodgepodge of weirdness. Okay. Um. So there are some directions that the family has been taken in the past that to not that great of an, an effect that play on their original traits. Mm -hmm. Um, like in yeah, the uh, in the more recent movies, they outright show show some stuff that was uh, playing on uh, Morticia and her mom's background. Yeah, okay. And that's and one like, thing that lost interest with a lot of people. The way that they've kind of been portrayed in the show so far, they're more so just normal humans with psychic abilities. So they're not like any sort of specific monster or creature, uh, but they are kind of ascended above the, your normal human. Right. 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 Oh, that's right. Cause I, I keep forgetting about the psychic abilities. Um, 
but that would kind of play into the the witch kind of stuff too mm-hmm. that David was mm-hmm. saying. But um, and also wasn't the um, the driver or Lurch. butler or whatever? Yeah, Lurch wasn't he, isn't he like a Frankenstein style monster? Yeah, he's he's akin to Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that an- that answers that question for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I've and been, I've been... disembodied hand, and because well, yeah. it is a beauty model. <laughs> and I loved the um, the jokes that they made about thing. They were just like, "What is he?" And it's like, "No one knows Adam's family secret." <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> we don't even know what he is. He's just here. <laughs> He's yep. been loyal and faithful. So like, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to admit, I am a little relieved they didn't have Cousin Thing in there. Or Cousin It, pardon. Yeah. <laughs> as funny as that character is, I think they overplayed his that the humor of that character in the 90s movies. Mm. Again, it's been so long since I've seen those that because I didn't particularly enjoy, enjoy them myself uh, that I, I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> eh, that's fair. Yeah. I've never actually seen the original movie, so like I don't have a whole lot to go off on that one. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is um it is played rather humorously. And uh actually he's kind of the main plot plot point in uh in Family Reunion, the first one. So Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he end up having like a an actual uh standalone um movie or show or something not that i recall um unless i'm just could be entirely wrong but i i could be thinking of just like a um like a something similar that looked the the same Um, i mean maybe i don't know but yeah i don't know two to google's All I know is that when I had my hair long, my mom called me cousin it because so. <laughs> <laughs> it was always in in my face and everything. So, but anyway, <laughs> well, that'll wrap us up for this episode. Thank you, everyone that took time to listen to this. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you are following us on social on social media, please place a comment. Let us know what you thought of the episode, and what you thought of the show, if you've been able to see it. Uh, but otherwise, until next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Later.